Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. My name is Carolina Salazar, also known as the Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram. My goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality, talk about all things holistic health and wellness, and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I am so excited, so grateful that you're here today, that you're tuning in, that you're hanging out with me as we talk about all things spirituality, personal growth, self-love, and self-improvement. All of my favorite things. And I'm starting to realize that I am such a talker. Like, I love sharing my views. I love having deep conversations. I love talking about things that involve growing into the best versions of ourselves. And I find that that's the topic that I just endlessly can go on rants. So I'm just very grateful that I have this platform, this podcast to be able to share my views, to talk to you guys about all of these things that I'm very passionate about. And Today is a very special episode. I am releasing this episode on the day of my 23rd birthday. It's so wild. I've actually been reflecting on a, about my birthday and whether or not I feel 23. And this is one of the first birthdays where I do feel like the age that I'm turning. Um, I feel like over the last year, especially of my life, I've had so many changes happen. Like I've completely transformed as a person on so many different levels like I graduated from college I moved to a new city on my own and made new friends started a new job ended up quitting and going to a new job I started a podcast I made a lot of new connections and overall I've just really deepened my relationship to myself I've learned so many different things and if you've been following along the podcast since basically the beginning, you've probably seen my evolution on a personal level. And it's just really cool that I've been able to use this platform as a way to kind of reflect along the way and share what I've been learning and what I continue to learn. And also to be able to chat with amazing friends, amazing new people that I've met through the community that I've created online. So I'm very grateful for all of this. I'm very grateful that I have the ability to hop on here and talk about all the things that I love. I realize I'm very passionate about all of these topics like self-growth, you know, personal development, and I'm a talker. So it's really cool to just be able to express myself in long form content and have an audience that wants to learn with me and wants to chat about the same things and learn about the same things. So that's very, very cool. And it's been something I've been thinking about a lot. So thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. And thank you for being a part of the Luna fam. There are so many amazing guest episodes that are coming in this season and this year. And I'm beyond excited about it. My goal, and I'm going to put this out into the void of this podcast right now to hold myself accountable, but also with grace 
graceful accountability because hopefully I am able to make this a possibility. But my goal with the podcast starting now, starting this week is to release two episodes a week. So Mondays being guest episodes. So conversations I'm having with different people in different fields with different types of expertise and just being able to have deeper conversations with other people because I'm realizing that I feel like I channel my biggest insights when I am in conversation, when I am talking to other people. So that's definitely something that I want to implement. And then making Thursdays the days for solo episodes where I do these shorter episodes similar to what I've always done since the beginning of the podcast where I kind of talk in depth a little bit more about one topic that I am thinking about, learning about, or interested in. So fingers crossed that I'm able to keep up with that. And something else that I'm integrating a little bit more into the podcast is video content and growing the podcast Instagram, growing the podcast community. So that's something I'm going to be working on and investing in. And actually this very podcast is being recorded in video format and I'm going to upload this to my YouTube. So if you want to also watch this in video format or just have it playing on your TV in the back of anything, that will also be an option for you. So if you're tuning in on YouTube, hello, you can see me on camera right now. (laughs) And so on this very episode, I'm so excited because I wanted to do an episode like this for a super long time. I'm going to be talking about 23 things that I have learned in 23 years of life. So 23 lessons, 23 realizations, 23 things that have led to growth for me and that I hope I am able to share with you. And my hope is that you just pick one of the things that I share, just one, and stick with that. Like think about it or reflect on it or just jot all of them down. However you want to digest this episode, I just want to provide you with value, provide you with my reflection, my insight, and just my perspective on life. So with that being said, let's dive into the episode. Let's dive into the 23 things that I have learned in the last 23 years of my life. And also side note, before I get started, I also want to emphasize that when I was writing these down, I realized that most of these things I've actually learned in the last like two to three years. Like so many of these learning lessons have been kind of like a whirlwind of learning all at once. And a lot of it was kickstarted in the beginning of the pandemic because that's when I truly started my spiritual awakening, my inward journey, my self-development work, and also just like reflecting on my past. So yeah, I think that's pretty cool and interesting at the same time. So yeah, now let's dive in and I hope you enjoy the episode. I opened my notes app and I wrote down the things that I learned or topics that I'm going to touch on. And I'm just going to kind of free flow through all of them. I also didn't jot anything down for 22 and 23. So I'm just going to channel those in the moment. And so for number one, what I wrote is forgive yourself. I've learned that self-forgiveness is so freaking important. I really think that we are our harshest critics. No one else is judging us as harshly as we are. And we always hear that, right? I feel like people always throw that around. Like, you're your biggest critic, la, la, la. But it's very real. Like, I am pretty sure that I 
have held myself to such criticism that no one else in my life has, has ever had. The amount of judgment and shame and guilt that I've put on myself throughout my life has been insane. And what I've truly learned is that self-forgiveness equals freeing yourself. So we're all human, literally. Like we are all here on earth to learn. And that can also, I guess, tie into point number two, which is living on earth is essentially going to school, right? Earth equals earth school. So we are all here to learn. And so forgive yourself for your mistakes. Forgive yourself because those mistakes are actually not mistakes. They were simply just opportunities for you to learn. And so I think it's really, really important to forgive yourself for all the times that you feel like you made a mistake, that you weren't your higher self. And look at yourself with the eyes of compassion, acceptance, and forgiveness that you want other people to look at you with and that you want other people to treat you with. Because when you truly forgive yourself, you are allowing yourself to embrace your imperfections and embrace the fact that you make mistakes and you're not a perfect person. No one is. So that's number one, forgive yourself. And that, that will tie into number two, which is we come to this universe, to this planet to learn. We are in earth school. And so everything in the past is a learning lesson. That's number two. In earth school, our purpose is to learn, is to look at our past from a lens of it being our teacher and looking to every decision you've made in the past, any experience you've had as a learning lesson. Instead of focusing on blaming other people for what happened, regretting decisions, being like in a guilt or shame spiral, shift out of that and start looking at your past as your biggest teacher. Because you have either the option of looking at your past from a victim mindset and feeling like you're a victim of all of your life circumstances, or you have the ability to look at your past from the lens of what am I taking with me to the future to be a better version of myself? What did that teach me? How can I show a better next time? And how did that foster growth for me? So that's number two. Number three is forgive others. <sighs> Take a deep breath. <sighs> forgive others. Forgiving other people is also freeing yourself. Other people like you make mistakes and are humans here in earth school. And so everyone's learning together. The more you're able to forgive others, the more you're going to be able to forgive yourself. The more you forgive others, the less resentment you're going to hold in your heart and the less that's going to weigh on you emotionally. Our emotions are stored in our physical body. And when we're holding on to resentment, anger, and all these negative emotions towards someone else, we feel wronged us, even though it hurts so bad, even though it was such a painful experience, no matter what it was that happened, forgive that person because they likely... We're acting out of their own traumas. They were learning their own lessons and they were acting with as much information they had in that moment. So it's really important to learn to forgive others. Okay, number four is let go of labels. I'm gonna say that again. 
let go of labels. What labels do you carry around? What do you label as good and bad? What do you label as healthy and unhealthy? What do you label as pretty, ugly, anything? Labels limit us. They limit our life choices. They limit our outlook on life. And they prevent us from looking at life, embracing all the in-between, all that middle ground, all the shades of gray. When we live our life looking at everything through labels, we literally are looking at our life in black and white. And life is not black and white. So let go of those labels. For me, on my personal journey, labels affected me the most when it came to my health and wellness. That was one of the ways that it affected me the most. I used to see certain types of food as good and other types of food as bad. And I'll give an example. Like I used to think that eating late at night was bad. Or I used to think that carbs were bad. Or certain types of food groups were bad, like sugar or things like that. And so when I ate those things or when I ate later at night or when I did certain things, I felt like a bad person. I felt like doing that thing, eating that food made me bad because I was eating something bad. But the truth is that there is no such thing as good or bad food. There's just food. There's just life. So by labeling things that way, I would fall into these cycles of self-judgment that were very, very detrimental to my mental health. So I would encourage you to think about labels and think about the whether or not you live your life through the lens of labeling things. If you have a perspective that is black and white when it comes to the world and your experience and your decisions and start letting go of them. It takes time. I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still learning. But embrace the shades of gray and learn to live label-free. It will be very, very, very empowering. I promise you. Okay, number five is inner teen healing. That is something I have learned, especially in the last year. And the difference between healing your inner teen and healing your inner child. Our inner child is the part of us that wants to feel safe, that wants to have its, her or his feelings acknowledged. It's the part of us that wants to just be cared for. So healing your inner child is a lot about looking at your inner child from the lens of, I love you, I got you, I'm going to keep you safe. It's about learning to provide for yourself. So like learning to take care of yourself, feed yourself, provide, you know, abundance to yourself and just letting yourself feel like that is inner child healing but a lot of people don't know a lot about inner teen healing so what is inner teen healing is inner teen healing is essentially working on that part of yourself that felt rejected that was coming to terms with his or her body that was trying to fit in and that maybe that maybe felt rejected in love and is kind of like that rebellious side of you that wants to just break free from control, from parents, from all of that. So inner teen healing for me has been really like addressing why do I have these tendencies to want to go all out when I'm partying or to be that fun party girl or to be that perfect straight A student. So really healing that part of myself that wanted to people please and wanting to be accepted. Like my teen years were so hard and I could 
make a whole episode about this, but they were really challenging years because I was moving around a lot during that time. And so it was really hard for me to make friends. I also like had puberty late and I didn't know the culture of the U.S. when I first moved here. And I like had braces until like end of high school almost. And there were so many things that affected my like self-perception and that I felt and it ended up leading to a lot of like self-sabotage in the future and stuff. So do some research on energy and healing and learn to heal that side of yourself that wants to rebel, that wants to break free, that feels misunderstood and that feels rebellious. So get in touch with that side of yourself and begin that healing process. Number six is love versus fear. Love is the opposite of fear. That is what I've learned in that whenever you're finding yourself falling into fear, falling into being afraid and and just a kind of like being scared of what you don't know and being scared of not being good or being scared of disappointing other people or just the fear of maybe like eating a certain food or of trying something new or being in a new environment, of meeting new people. All those things can elicit fear. But truly, when you're f- noticing that you're falling into those moments of fear and fearful thinking, try to sink into love practice how can I love right now how can I love this situation how can I love myself how can I love what this is teaching me how can I sink into that vibration because it's not an easy thing to do but it's very very helpful and it's very very powerful because love is also about trusting it's also about trusting that the universe has your back and trusting that you're on the right path and everything's for your highest and greatest evolution so I'll give an example briefly before I move on to the next point. Recently, last week, actually, I think it was a week ago, a little bit less than a week ago, I went and I got acupuncture and it was my second time getting acupuncture. And if you think about acupuncture, like it's pretty scary, right? Like you're laying on a bed with needles in different parts of your body and you can't really move, right? So it was my second time. And the first time that I got acupuncture, it was very like mild. Like I didn't have a lot of needles or anything. And it was very short. This time there was like maybe 15 needles. And I was there on the bed for 45 minutes or so. And I was listening to a meditation during the appointment. And it was really great. Like I absolutely loved it. But in the beginning, I definitely felt fear. Like you're probably going to feel afraid if you have needles in your body. But it was in the moment that I started to sink into love, like, wow, I love my body. I love that I'm doing this. I love that this is contributing to my healing. I love that this is helping my health. And I started relaxing my body. I started noticing how much better it felt, how much more relaxed I felt. And, you know, I started sinking into the energy of love instead of being afraid. So I think that's a like really good analogy to illustrate love versus fear. But just remember that they are opposites and sink into things that make you feel love. Like think about a puppy and what that elicits in you. Like hopefully you like puppies and that elicits feelings of love and excitement and try to tap into that vibration when you are feeling afraid. Okay, number seven is called the and mindset. This is a concept that I, I basically created um, and it's something that I talk a lot about with my coaching clients. And that I think really helped my coaching clients in their own journeys too. And I call it the and mindset because I say it's the opposite of the or mindset, right? So when we're starting on our wellness journeys or even just when we're consuming content around wellness, 
it's really easy to fall into this mindset and this idea that you have to do something every day perfectly or you don't do it at all, right? And that's like the root of perfectionism, essentially, right? We think, oh, I have to do this perfectly. I have to do this exactly this way. And if I don't do it that way, it's horrible. And I fell off track and you're shaming yourself and then you stop doing it and you get out of that momentum that you were building. If that resonates, this is for you. So what I encourage you to start embracing something that I learned to start embracing myself is called the and mindset. Let me put that into context. How does the and mindset come to life? You can sleep in and work out at 5 p.m. Let's say you normally work out in the morning, but one day you decide to get more sleep. Whatever. You can do that. Then you just work out later in the day or you just skip the workout that day. You can go on a walk and eat dessert. You can do this and that. You can do it all. And you don't have to do it in a formula. You don't have to do it in a certain way or not do it at all. You can just find the different nuances and the different ways of showing up for yourself. There's no recipe for wellness. There's no list of things you have to do. You just have to learn to listen to your body and embrace the end mindset. Embrace the fact that you can do it all. You don't have to look at your health and wellness as something that is black and white, as I've stated before, as I've talked about before. So that's something that I really learned and I think really helped me heal some of my perfectionism tendencies of dropping things when I stopped doing them for a couple of days. Instead of letting yourself fall into that and completely let go of things that you know are good for you, just embrace the end mindset. Embrace that you can get out of the routine for a couple of days and then get back into it the next day imperfectly. Okay, number eight is how you talk to yourself is everything. Affirmations is so powerful. Like the way you speak to yourself and your body and your life is your power. Truly, our words, our thoughts are what creates our life. That's something I've really learned. The beliefs you have about yourself determine the beliefs other people have about you. The beliefs you have about your life determine the way your life plays out. So affirmations are so powerful. Use them to your advantage. Start reframing your mindset around your body, around your worth, around your ability to get things done, around your circumstances, around your success, around your abundance, around your health, everything. How you talk to yourself is key. And this ties into being your best friend, right? Like the way you talk to yourself, imagine you're your best friend. I'm, le- I'm really working on this. Why would I be mean to myself? Like you only have you in this life. Like there's only one of you. So be nice to yourself. And like when you catch yourself looking in the mirror, doing a workout and seeing like a role, like for me, like I'll give an example. Like sometimes I'm like doing a workout at the gym and there's like mirrors around and I see a little roll of fat in my belly. And my old mind and my inner critic would get really loud like that inner mean girl and just be like oh so ugly or whatever judgmental 
towards that part of my body. So what I'm starting to do and what I've been doing for a while now is whenever I catch that inner mean girl coming out, I start flipping the script. I start talking to myself differently. I'm getting stronger with every workout. I embrace my body. My body is beautiful. My body is strong. I'm grateful for my body. So I encourage you to start talking to yourself with more kindness, more compassion, more love. Nine is feel the fear and do it anyway. And this ties to comfort zones. This past year, especially the last like five months of my life, have really revolved around this quote. Feel the fear and do it anyway. When we're evolving, when we are trying new things, when we're growing, when we're trying things that we have never done before, we're probably, one, not going to be very good at it. And two, going to feel hella uncomfortable because you don't know how to do it. You've never done it before. And what our ego, what our lizard brain, like the prehistoric part of our brain that is in fight or flight mode and is wanting to keep you safe, aka also our ego, what it wants is to literally keep you safe. It wants to keep you in your comfort zone where you know how to do things, where you're comfortable, where you're just cruising and you don't really have to try anything different. But the ego, the lizard brain, it cannot tell when that thing that is out of your comfort zone is for your highest good. It's for the evolution of your soul. It simply cannot tell the difference. Like it doesn't tell, it doesn't know the difference. So feel the fear, but do it anyway. Your ego is going to freak out when you're trying new things. It's going to be super uncomfortable. And when you know that that thing that feels uncomfortable is good for you, you have to be persistent and you have to embrace the fact that it's not comfortable. You might not be good at it at first, but you're here to learn. You're here to keep going. So feel the fear and do it anyway. Like recently I quit my job around a month ago now. And that was so scary. I was thinking of quitting that job for so long. And the new job that I found is at a startup. Like it's at a very young company with a lot fewer employees than my previous company, which means I have to do a lot more. I have to take a lot more responsibility and I have to do things that I've never done. I'm building a community for my startup and it's something that I'm learning along the way. And it feels so uncomfortable and it definitely makes me feel afraid. But I'm learning to keep going and I'm learning to embrace that fear as an indicator that I am on the highest path to growth. I think there's another quote that kind of goes like, the worst thing is is not failing, it's staying where you're comfortable. It's something like that. So that can be another way to say this point. Number 10 is meditate. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Meditation is so powerful. It's a way that I connect to my soul. I started meditating in the beginning of the pandemic around April of 2020. So it's been probably like two years now that I've been meditating and I've gone through ebbs and flows. I've done all types of meditation. I've gone through periods where I was doing guided meditations, which was how I started. And then I was doing chakra balancing meditations. And then I've gone through periods where I was not meditating at all. And then I've done different apps. I've tried everything. And right now I'm in this period where I'm just sitting in my couch with high vibrational frequencies. I time myself. Some days it's six minutes. Some days it's 10. Some days it's 15. And I just sit there and I think and I breathe and I embrace that moment and I quiet my mind as much as I can. And it's helped tremendously so much with my anxiety. It's helped me be more present. It's helped me 
calm down my nervous system and work on my reactivity and it's just made me a lot more aware and it also helps me feel connected to the universe and I do feel like my life flows better on the days that I meditate. I've noticed that when I am not meditating, my like digestion feels less good. It feels a little bit m- more stagnant. So meditation can only do good. So I encourage you to try it if you've never tried it. And it's really changed my life. So yes, that is number 10. Number 11 is we come here for a reason. I learned this through the book Journey of Souls, which I read in December, I think it was. So four months ago. And what that book taught me is that before we come into this lifetime, before we come into this body, before we even come into our mom's belly and start growing there, we are in soul format and we evaluate our previous lives and we learn lessons and we realize what we still need to learn and we come into this life for a reason. We pick our families, we pick our circumstances, we pick our physical body, we pick a lot of different aspects of this life for a reason. People come into your life for a reason. Everything has a reason. And it sounds cheesy again, but it's true. It's so true. And that reason is a learning lesson. Again, echoing the point of Earth school. But yeah, everything happens for a reason. You're here for a reason. And so look at your life from the lens of learning again and realize that you picked this and your soul needed this. Situations needed these situations, needed these people, needed these relationships, needed these hardships to grow in a certain direction to learn certain lessons so embrace it embrace it and of course I think there's free will like we pick certain aspects of life and then we kind of ride through it and we can make choices and we have free will and we are able to manifest and we're able to change our reality and everything is happening for your highest evolution and your soul's growth as long as you tap into it from that lens of learning number 12 is gratitude I think gratitude is also another game changer it's so easy to feel like you're stuck or like things aren't working or like there's something missing right or to look at an old part of your life that maybe you miss or about a future that doesn't exist yet that you want to come faster and that just creates this feeling of lack it creates this feeling like there's something not here something not available to you something that's just missing in your life and the truth is that there is nothing missing there's nothing missing Accept gratitude. (laughs) Accept your awareness of everything you have. So a practice that for me has been a game changer is gratitude list before bed. So I fall in and out of this practice. I don't do it every day. When I do do it consistently, I feel amazing and incredible and so abundant. And so I always am constantly trying to get back into it. But it's normal. I'm not going to lie to you and say I do it every single day because I don't. But When I am in the rhythm of writing gratitude lists every night, I feel amazing. And these gratitude lists, I let them go as long as they need to be. And it's really about noticing the big and the small things. It can be, I am so grateful. I ran into this random lady at the grocery store today and she told me about this new apple. I'm so grateful that the doorman smiled at me today. I'm so grateful that my Amazon package arrived today that I've been waiting for. I'm so grateful for water. I'm so grateful for my body. I'm so grateful that I'm meeting these new people. I'm so grateful for this job opportunity. I'm so grateful that I live in a really cozy home. I'm really grateful that I ate that yummy meal today. Anything and everything. Literally, like, check in with yourself and think about all the things you're grateful for and you'll realize you have everything. And that's on gratitude. Point number 13 is letting go of layers of conditioning. This one sounds like a doozy, but essentially what I mean is 
throughout our lives, we are learning to let go of all the things we've learned, right? When we are evolving, it's kind of like a process of unlearning and shedding. So how that's come up for me is letting go of all these ideas that have ingrained in my subconscious mind of how I'm supposed to look like to be accepted and loved, of the type of career I have to have to impress others or receive validation. It has had to do with letting go of what society expects of women or of our careers or of what's good and bad or anything. Like we are taught so many literally senseless notions about what our life is supposed to be and look like and what we think other people expect of us and what gets us validation and what doesn't like there's all these whack ideas that we have believed to be true and truly reconnecting to your authentic self and reconnecting to what's meant for you a lot of the times is gonna make no sense and it's not gonna align with those layers of things you've been conditioned to think about and believe so it's really about peeling off those layers shedding down all of that literally shedding letting them go and embracing your true authentic reality your true authentic desires that might defy all of these senseless notions that you've been taught of so really just realize that like this is something that happens it's societal it's universal we all go through these layers of conditioning when we're little when we're growing up because of like the media so really just think into your truth and learn to let go of all of that (laughs) Number 14 is one of my all-time favorites and one of the most important, in my opinion, and that is personal responsibility and personal accountability. And there's a difference there. This is one of my favorite learning lessons I've had. Personal responsibility is about realizing that you're responsible for your life. No one's going to come save you. No one's really to blame for your circumstances except you. And if you want to change your life, you can, but it's your responsibility. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) so it sounds harsh but it's truly important it's important to realize that like you have the power like it's an empowering thing to realize that personal responsibility is empowering it's realizing wow it's my responsibility to ensure my happiness it's my responsibility not someone else's to change my reality so let me go do it (laughs) and then personal accountability is realizing that any situation you're in, you contributed to that. Like it takes you to tango. No one else is fully to blame for anything. And you are contributing to your reality. So really take a step back and like give yourself some tough love and get real. Like how are you contributing to your circumstances and the challenges that you're facing? Like how are you not doing something about them? And how can you start doing that? How can you change? How can you start taking that responsibility and that accountability and realizing whoa like I actually contributed to that like what am I contributing to the situation like let's say you're in a frustrating relationship with someone and you're kind of like oh that person's so annoying they do this they do that it's all their fault that this is not working what like what are you doing like how are you showing up are you embodying your higher self are you reacting are you getting defensive what are you doing in this situation so get real with yourself that's the key truly Number 15 is be here now. Presence is everything. I have my power of now right here next to me on my coffee table. This book changed my life. So it's called the power of now, right? We're in the present. Be here now. Something I say to myself often when I'm meditating, be here now. Be here now. The present is all that exists. The past is just a figment of your imagination. It's just a memory in your mind. It doesn't tangibly exist. So when we're thinking a lot about the past, that's how we feel guilty, shameful, sad, angry. So let it go. 
and the future doesn't exist yet and likely you cannot predict how it's going to happen you wouldn't have been able to tell what your day was like yesterday two days ago every single detail about it like there's no way <laughs> you could have had a general idea of what your day was going to look like but there's no way you would have known exactly how it unfolded so trying to predict the future is pretty futile like it's senseless so try to let go of that and i'm saying this as if it's like so easy peasy no it's not <laughs> but it's a like a learning process so that's one thing like let go of trying to predict the future obviously have goals have aspirations but let it unfold and be here now focus on what you can do in the present because when you live the future it's going to be as the present like when you're living a future moment when you're experiencing that it's going to feel like the present moment so if you want to make a change in your life Focus on what you can do now. Focus on how you can work with your existing circumstances instead of falling to this like alternative reality that isn't here yet. Number 16 is becoming the one. There's no one, right? When it comes to like romantic relationships, we say like, oh, I'm looking for my one. He's the one. And I learned this from an account on Instagram actually called Rising Woman. During the pandemic, when I was single, I did their course called Becoming the One. It was what transformed my dating life, my romantic life. And it's a really powerful course that I recommend to everyone, truly. Like if you're single, if you're in a relationship even, or if you're going through a breakup, it's such a good course. And truly what it teaches you is that you are the one. Like you are the one for yourself. You're the one that's painting your life like your palette is so colorful and beautiful and brilliant as it is and when you find a person that is going to add to your life that you're going to date or be with romantically that person's only going to add different colors to your palette but it's not the palette your light already shines super brightly and beautifully you're not looking for the light bulb you're not looking for the core thing that's going to illuminate the room that is you you're whole, you're complete, you are the one for you. So learn to first embrace that and then like date yourself, love yourself, practice doing that. Like take yourself on self dates, do things that you want, do things that are really fun for you and love, like start practicing learning to be alone, learning to embrace that, learning to just realize your worth and realize what I just said, realize that you are the palette, you are the light bulb and whoever comes into your life either adds colors to the palette or makes the light shine a little bit brighter but it doesn't equate to that core element of your life that is you number 17 is observe when things become a pattern so Sometimes we'll go through experiences, we'll go through certain things and, you know, maybe it's like a challenging experience or something that you did that maybe you just kind of like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. That's one thing. But when something keeps repeatedly happening, that's when it becomes a pattern, right? When you keep self-sabotaging in a certain way, when you keep reacting or when you keep saying things that you don't mean or when you keep acting in a way that's not yourself, start noticing that and realize when it is a pattern because when it is a pattern that's when you have to shift right that's when there is a core root that is causing that pattern to repeat so there's a difference between one-time occurrences and patterns and start using that as like a way to grow as a way to kind of like observe your life and your attitudes and the things you face and really work on your patterns work on the things you observe that keep happening and this can mean for like this a sense of like self-growth and self-sabotage but that can also mean like 
maybe there's a type of person you're attracting into your life or maybe there's a certain situation that keeps repeating itself like why like why do you think that keeps happening and what you can do to change it like what's one way you can tap into that root cause and flip it around number 18 is you can't change other people this is a hard lesson that i've had to learn along my personal growth journey because when I started learning all these amazing things about nutrition and self-care and personal growth and mindset and abundance and manifestation, like I wanted to tell everyone, I wanted my entire family to change the same way that I was changing and to evolve and to grow and to be able to talk to them about it. And I wanted to change them. But the thing that I have had to learn along the way is that I can't force someone to have a spiritual awakening. I can't force someone to eat a certain way. I can't force someone to be different than they are. And the truest, best expression for me, and this is really hard, is just being the example, being a leader, embodying what I wish for them to embody as well. And hopefully that will show them, you know, that they should also try it or they should do that too. But you can't force other people to change no matter how much you want it, no matter how badly and how well-intentioned it is truly like that's not something you can do. And that person's on their own timeline Maybe they'll have that awakening in this life. Maybe they'll change their eating habits in this life. Maybe they won't. And that's their responsibility, their story, their life experience. Number 19 is surrender. Let go. When it comes to manifesting, surrender was the hardest thing for me to learn. And for a long time, I felt like my manifestations weren't coming true. And it's because I was trying to control the how. And surrendering is really about not trying to control the how. It's really focusing on what you want, why you want it, why it's important to you, and then letting the universe take the reins. It's about letting the universe decide when and how it's going to happen. As I was saying, like you can't predict how your day is going to go. You can't predict the future as much as you try. So surrendering is really about letting go, letting the universe guide you. It's a really about also letting go of control. I've definitely struggled with control throughout my life and so surrender has been a very powerful lesson for me it's really been about learning to have goals and have direction but also let my life take the course it's meant to and stay open and when I learned to surrender when I learned to just be like okay I'm good with things as they are or if they were different like that would be awesome but I'm very happy with how things are right now that's when my manifestations started coming true. You know, when people say, oh, like when you're least looking for a relationship, it's when it comes into your life. But like that applies to everything. Like when you're least looking for something or trying to make it happen or forcing that to happen now, that's when it happens. Like when you stop caring. Like I'll give a silly example. The other, like last year, I, for some reason, my Instagram didn't have reels for a really, really long time. And I was getting really frustrated because I knew reels was like a really powerful tool on Instagram. And I tried everything and like tried to contact Instagram. I was like trying to force it. And then, oh, and I didn't end up getting it for months. And then later when I did my social media detox and just didn't check Instagram for a month when I logged back in, there it was. Like when I was least trying to make it happen, when I didn't really care about it being there, that's when it came. So I think that's a funny story, but it's kind of the exemplification of surrender. <laughs> Number 20 is feel your feelings. That's why they're called feelings, because they're meant to be felt. So many times in our society, when we we're little kids, we're told to stop crying, to stop feeling. But our feelings are important, and we store our feelings in our body. And I really think, like personal belief, is that 
when we hold on to feelings for a super long time, they become dis-ease, right? Dis-ease. There's a lack of ease in your body and in your mind. You're holding on. And that can cause gut health problems. Like you can hold on to stuff and like that can cause like constipation or whatever. So feel your feelings. Like if you're sad, learn to feel sad. If you're feeling angry, let yourself be angry. If you're feeling frustrated, just let yourself feel. And something I learned recently is the way to emotionally regulate is to let yourself sit there, feel what you're feeling, acknowledge what you're feeling, and then just breathe through that feeling. Like don't numb yourself, don't distract yourself with food, with alcohol, with drugs, with your phone, and just sit there with your feelings. Journal about them, embrace them, and they'll pass. But they won't pass if you keep trying to avoid them. Boundaries. I talked about this in the eight things you can do to protect your energy. Boundaries are so powerful. Boundaries are a key way to protect your energy. And that can mean many different things. I encourage you to learn more about boundary setting. Boundaries are not meant to be scary. Boundaries simply represent where your energetic field ends and someone else's begins. So that can mean if someone's emotionally dumping on you, it's about thinking, that is them, this is me. Like I can hold space, I can listen, but I don't have to fix them. I don't have to fix their situation. I don't have to make them feel better right now. I can just listen and be observant. Or this can mean like physical boundaries, like, you know, learning to have your own space and prioritizing alone time. Or that can mean if someone's like asking for too much of your time and you're overworked and it's about telling them like, hey, I'm here for you, but I'm overworked right now. It's about communicating those things. Number 22 is you are abundant. Abundance is available to you always. You are naturally abundant. This is a naturally abundant universe and you have everything you need at your fingertips. Sink into that gratitude mindset and start noticing all the things you do have into your life. Notice how many clouds are in the sky. Notice how much water you have in your sink. Notice the flowers in the garden. Notice the trees. Notice the leaves in the trees. Notice everything. Notice the blood, everything inside of your body, your hair, your arms, everything, all the things you have access to. You're naturally abundant and there's so much for you. This is not a competitive universe. There's so much for everyone. There's success to go around and you're capable of achieving everything. Notice the abundance around you. And number 23, the last point of the episode is you are on time. You are right on track. I always feel like I'm behind. I always feel like I'm rushing to get to places. I'm rushing to get somewhere. I'm like rushing to get to a goal. No, like I've learned that I'm on time. I have all the information I need right now. I am already doing a lot and I just have to embrace that and embrace the fact that I'm on time, that I'm not never really behind and you're on your own timeline. Stop comparing your timeline to other people. Stop comparing your growth to other people's. You don't know their full life story. You probably wouldn't want to change your entire life circumstance have their entire life circumstance. So don't compare parts of your life with parts of their life. So don't compare and you're on time. That will be 23 bundled together. So that is it, everyone. 23 things I've learned, 23 years of life. I hope this helped you. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please DM me. Let me know how you found this episode. Let me know one thing you're taking away with you one lesson that resonated with you share this on your story and share one of the lessons that this resonated with you would be like the best birthday present ever if i saw this all over my stories like different people listening to this episode and what stuck out to you and 
I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. May this new year of life bring many, many new episodes for Luna and a lot of growth for the podcast. So with that being said, I'm sending lots of love. Send this to a friend who might enjoy it. And if you're feeling like giving me a little birthday gift, go to the Apple Store or Spotify and leave a rating or a review or both. And I'll love you forever. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Sending lots of light. Mwah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.